Since the dawn of time, man has feared. Get ready to fear again as you join the last bastion of sanity podcast. Hey, Bastard family, this is Josh with uh, Last Bastion of Sanity podcast. I'm your host, and I'm here joined by my co-hosts and guests. Joaquin. And? Christopher. All right, and today we're going to cover some pretty dark subject matter. Not so much as murderers like last time, uh, but we are covering black magic, curses, and hexes. So, gentlemen, um, let's just jump right into it. What do you guys know about black magic, curses, hexes? Have you ever experienced it in your lives? You uh, do you believe in it? Like voodoo? Like Yeah, like all sorts dolls, of shit. So I'm saying everything. I know everything Hollywood's ever told me. <laughs> there you go. Everything the classic religions have ever told right. me. Everything the classic fails, fails fables, tales, etc. But... Well, that's where it all seems to stem from. And it's interesting that you also happen to mention Hollywood, Chris, because a lot of curses happen to come and occur in Hollywood. Have you guys ever heard of, like, uh, certain movies, people acting in movies, reading scripts or something, dropping dead, dying, having stuff bad happen to them? Yeah, Yeah, but it it also has to do with... uh, Hollywood perpetuates the myth, and some of those stories were meant to revive the interest in said in the movie film. Itself. Yeah, to you know, build to hype. hype it up. Yeah. Okay, hey, this is you know, well, but you start talking about like the crazy old stuff, uh, Bella Lugosi. And yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like uh, the stuff behind like Wizard of Oz and stuff oh, and like the Scooby Doo guys. Man, they were yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of that was hype, but I don't know. I think uh, that kind of curse goes with just energy, you know. Absolutely. So, I'm going to agree 110% with you right energy. there. I don't believe in any sort of funky spiritual magic as much as I believe in the energy we put out there. Exactly. Resonates. We are vibrates. generators of energy. Absolutely. Fucking, yeah. You know, yeah. conduits for that shit. We're, we're little solar systems inside ourselves. Fuck yes. Just pushing out the world and we have an impact on it, however minuscule, whether we understand it or not. And, you know, when we throw out negativity, it's been do it in mass quantities and those around us pick up on it and, you know, Pretty soon you got the Manson family. <laughs> yeah, <Yes. laughs> you know, hey, is that is the ink in Charlie's forehead cursed? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I would say if there is such a thing. Well, know? there was definitely negative energy going into it. I mean, uh, but yeah, I agree completely with energy going through, going out. That all of this magic, this black magic, magic in itself is energy, and of course, a lot of it ties down to superstitions. You want to explain it away with fairy tales and stuff, but it's very real in a sense, and so that's why we're kind of touching subject on it so that people aren't as scared, maybe, or at least they can kind of understand it from a different perspective. Um, so, Joaquin, uh, you covered a what we could consider a magic or a cursed item. I wanted to bring up that there's a lot of tales of cursed items, especially legendary items throughout history. Uh, what did you find when you were looking up this sort of stuff? Well, it turns out that a lot of people uh, believe it, it holds a lot of energy. And I think kind of going along with what you guys were saying, it sounds like maybe just them putting energy into it. Projecting. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, um, just a lot like religion, too. The right. And religious this, artifacts. Yeah, right? this ties yeah. into religion. Reliquaries. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. What is that? Reliquaries. Reliquaries. So basically, Bone like, they saint or whatever. Yeah, remains of yeah. saints or, you know, people that were sacred or significant to the church that they think have healing or magical properties. Reli- rel- Reliquaries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess this would be considered one of those because everybody who came in possession of it seem to think that it gave them, like, magical powers, basically. What exactly was it, this particular item? What we're talking about today is the Spear of Destiny. The okay. Spear of Destiny. Yeah. Held by one of the guards around the great Jesus Christ upon his crucifixion. Yep. Which pierced, purportedly, his, it's like his liver rib, and rib cage or something, yeah. yeah. 
and came up and got his heart. And, you know, some well, people no, even say heart, it was his diaphragm, out. I believe. Yeah, right. Some people was, or some scientists, researchers yeah. were suspecting it was his diaphragm yeah. and eventually just choked to death. Right. You know? Because crucifixion is supposed to essentially suffocate you. Yeah. You know, that body weight and then piercing the diaphragm so you didn't even have that last effort and ability to gasp for air to stay alive. Right. Not to mention, I mean, uh, I think me and Joaquin were discussing it just earlier that, uh, you know, where you're pierced, that's like a cluster of nerves. So that's fucking agonizing. Well, enough as and there was, uh, I was raised Catholic Protestant, I mean, you know, until I woke the hell up. Yeah, we're um, bo- we both ca- carry Catholic guilt with us. Yeah. <laughs> no, all three of us. Uh, okay. Fisted by the Father. So <laughs> That's a new hymn. We just came up with that one. Um, <laughs> Write it down, but, people. Introduce it to your churches. Yeah, right. Sneak it in the hymnal. <laughs> but yeah, so we've all experienced the rap of a, of a nun's uh, ruler on our knuckles, or so, at least the wrath of... Uh, well, the guilt thing. Where, where I was going to say is uh, part of that spear of destiny, uh, the story is, uh, from what I recall, and again, you know, I, I'm sure just like every other church, there's your own versions of stories from the pastor, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, right. from what I recall. Since this um, all happened there fucking was thousands of years a ago. a great debate on with the spear of destiny and the soldier who utilized it. Um, based on the Bible you read, etc., that it was an act of mercy that he was, oh, I, I believe you are who you say you are, and I, well, I can't save you, I can end your suffering, versus the, you just die already. Right. Um, yeah, so there's a big debate about that. Get and the fuck I can kind of see that. Yeah, so I guess we're just going to have to figure out time travel. <laughs> or uh, are we are we are we running with the exception that Jesus Christ was a real entity? Was he an alien? Did he even exist? I mean, you know, all good exactly. questions. Did, did we make God? Did we make magic? Did right. we? Is our minuscule understanding of the world around us and how the energy we project bounces back at us? And you know, we're, we're mirrors, man. We we reflect each other and yeah i absolutely agree i'm so glad that especially earlier you brought up that uh aspect of curses hexes black magic being you know that energy source because what your intention is what you put into it so from that aspect i do believe in magic but only from that aspect you know well i would say that it is definitely if not a cultural i would argue a human phenomenon I mean, human beings from all around the world, different cultures, different time, uh, you know, eras, they have practiced magic, if not black magic, in some way, shape, or form. Defined as black magic as having the need to take blood to make the magic happen? Oh, I would say probably, like, just black uh, magic that is intended for negative uh, purposes. ill will. Or, yeah, ill negative will. purposes. Uh, Let's say, going yeah. back to what we were saying, intent. moving negative energy. Yeah. Let's moving move negative, negative energy. Negative energy and have intent to target, etc. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that we're discussing anything of evil. Yes. <laughs> Which is, Which is my favorite topic. Yeah. I love this. Evil. It's great. So I was trying to get evil. around this idea of, like, putting power into things so if if somebody was to put power into something like that like have a belief that this object holds this amount of power my girlfriend and dj <laughs> i have a couple of gals that and are if, really strong in the belief that if you're on the other side of it and you're just like you believe that this object is powerless does it still retain the power that the other person put into it well, I guess it would kind of them, mat- matter how much energy you're using to negate okay. it. I and just to say. be clear, we're not talking about the energy that we impulse into a crystal that we then throw at you. Because <laughs> <laughs> that energy and intent is obvious and physical and immediate. You're going to get a bruise. We're talking about the emotional intensity of intent of doing good or evil and forcing that into an object. And whether burning sage and praying to Isis or Joe Mama's Vajaja, whatever, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, we're talking about whether or not we believe that that has an impact on it. And from the very thought of we as human beings, when we have an intent, we put off, uh, whether you believe in ours or not, I've done a lot of LSD. <laughs> I believe in auras. <laughs> Dude, I, I, believe I, I believe in auras because Absolutely. it's just 
altering your perception of the fact that you can pick up visually the energy that you're putting off. When you're pissed off, man, your, your body temperature goes up, your blood's flowing, your awareness is really acute, typically, mm-hmm. you know, and you're putting off different energy, and it, it changes your aura. If you're relaxed and mellow, fresh off of all that, you know, you can just change your aura. So that is understanding that I believe in auras as energy, right. understanding that it's a visible thing to some at some time. Yeah, I would say <clears throat> to those people who are more sensitive to it. So if you can believe in that, and you can believe that holding a porous or semi-porous object that can, in and of itself, have its own magnetic pull and solar energy and whatever, you know. Right. And you can have interaction with energy. You hold a rock, you know, that's cold out of the river, and you hold it, eventually that rock's going to warm up. Yeah, right. You hold it in the sun, it's going to warm up. That's a transference of energy. Absolutely. So do you believe, then, that by holding this crystal and speaking to it with an intent of causing an interaction with this item, you know, do you believe that that and uh, burning sage and rubbing it down with holy oils, et cetera, et cetera, can impact and change that object in some minuscule way? And then can that change be transferred to someone else who then picks up that object? That's the question of can you believe in a curse or not? Right. And that so, goes back yes. to yours, I right? guess the question that I have, or... Structuring it to the extreme on detail, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of just within, like, in almost internal dialogue here, or monologue. Um, but I'm just kind of wondering if... Is it the, the actual act of the burning of the sage or anything like that, or is it you believing that it has power and then carrying out the act? I think the energy yeah, again, yeah, like that the, the belief yeah. has to be there. Because okay. if the belief, the intent, and everything was not there, then the ritual itself is hollow and useless. Is, there, is it a possible to unintentionally put a power into something? Like, holy shit, it would be scary if this thing, if this voodoo doll actually has power... Am I putting energy into that doll by... To, to some degree, yes. questioning whether... You're, you're, you're projecting yeah. fear, which you're gives opening off different pheromones. Okay. It's kind yeah. of the same way I would argue with, like, a Ouija board. Whether you believe right. in, like, the kinetic energy of people moving... You create know, your own self-fulfilling <laughs> fulfilling prophecies of <laughs> right. your own death by... Yeah. Absolutely. Whether it's I've that... Seen, I've seen Final Destination. All <laughs> of them. <laughs> Final Destination, it's funny that you bring that up, because that, that's the one that, like, broke a lot of a lot of boundaries for me. Like, I had all these ideas like, okay, I live in an apartment and nobody ever talks about haunted apartments, so I'm safe there. (laughs) Um, And then then they did, like, (laughs) the the one where it was in... They don't rent. And then they did the... uh, What's the series called again? Paranormal Activity, where they they took place in an apartment. And I was like, well, shit, I'm fucked. Um, And then the other thing was, well, I'm... And I'm a minority, and they typically they don't put minorities in those roles in those movies. Oh, <laughs> so that that was just another thing, like you know, that's just me bullshitting myself. But well, a little bit Latino, but not much, right? Right. Yeah, like a quarter, I guess. Half. Yeah, yeah. Un poquito, no Well, even then, Joaquin. I mean, if we take a look at culture and everything, people still create what I would say the reverse of a cursed object or a hex object, whatever you want to call it, uh, would be like a talisman. You guys know the fucking or term ward or runic yeah. runic ward stones, yes. those sort of things. Yeah, and we're going to talk about the Norse a lot. But I wanted to start going back. back to the Catholic thing, the rosaries and yeah. stuff. Right? Like that. Yeah, exactly. They, they have a lot of intent, but I wanted to circle back to what you said about unintentionally, yeah, creating a or giving energy to it. Um, I, I wonder. Uh, traditionally, cursed objects, hauntings, etc., have to do with the. Uh, sudden, uh, like a death, a murder house, that kind of thing. I mean, we've all seen American Horror Story. We've all seen, I mean, thanks, Hollywood. You've given us fucking nightmares. Yeah, we covered right? that. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, so we've all, you know, there's a share of knowledge there. And um, so, you know, talking about unintentionally, you know, uh, if you're uh, talking about like, a cursed item or a haunting in a room, I think the energy that's involved in, you know, uh, all the fear, all the aggression, all the murder that's happening. I mean, you know, there's a lot of different energies involved there. And I don't know whether or not I believe they can impact long term. Maybe they can. Maybe there's a spiritual side that I don't see. Uh, 
But what I believe from energy, I, I have to accept that there's a possibility. And I believe there probably are people out there that are tuned in more than I am or who just, you know, altered their minds to such a state that they believe they're tuned in. Who knows, you know? Tinfoil. Yeah, what, LSD, whatever, yeah. Whatever. Lots of moonshine, armadillo caps. DMT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so I do think that uh, to some degree, uh, you know, that negative whatever, you know, can impact it, whether or not it's... Intentional. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, like you were saying with the haunting, kind of weaving almost like this, uh, I would say maybe like a psychic, spiritual, or in this case, like we're de- determining and defining energy, an energy, a negative energy stain on that place. Negative um, energy stain. Perfect. It's That's the new NES. <laughs> <laughs> the NES, not the classic, but negative yeah. energy stain. Um, but like you were saying, with that stuff kind of staining those haunted places, those houses, uh, one interesting uh, thing that I was seeing pulling up on a documentary uh, document that I was watching, um, it was talking about uh, the battle that had happened at uh, Gettysburg. Oh, yeah. And apparently, um, obviously, since it's, you know, federal property, you're not supposed to take any, but apparently the people who would take rocks from the battle site and everything, they would come back and they'd fucking just pitch them back because apparently whatever negative energy or whatever was coming around those rocks when they had taken them home, all these people were experiencing terrible nightmares or just bad luck, huge bad luck just discord in their lives and they attributed it to the rocks. Do we attribute it to their guilt about stealing from that place that they (laughs) knew held, you know? Well, Um, or like I've never taken a pin from a bank and then gotten into a sudden crash afterwards. No, it was never sudden. (laughs) It was always a downward spiral. So you're saying it's not necessarily the the rocks or whatever they keep contained energy. They they might have put it in there. Right. Yeah, they may have put the energy. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I think, you know, I think a lot. That's my <laughs> No, it's <good. laughs> Yeah, this is the place where we kind of uh, wash our brains for the rest of the week. So Keep mine right next Get to Get it all out. So i got to scrub a little hard. Oh, right man. There. Yeah, it's a little musty. Get it all out. It's dirty, dirty. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I... Who knows whether it's from the energy of the battlefield itself, maybe, but like hauntings, I would definitely categorize kind of underneath this as well. Uh, some people believe it might be demons, ghosts, yada, 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 whatever. Uh, I'm going to say negative energy. Hold up the negative energy card. There we go. It brings so, me to devil worship. Yeah. Devil worship. The classic pentagram. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> The classic pentagram and uh, black wax candles and the, we summon you, Lord Satan, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think there's negative energy usually in the intent in those. For the people that are involved in that, whether they truly believe or whatever, I just, uh, I think that there's a negative intent usually. Okay. And so that creates a negative energy. Now... I would agree, yeah. especially to with... To me, it's, that's been my experience that you're around people that just are pissy and shitty. I don't want to be around them. <laughs> yeah, what I would term, I would coin the term myself right here today on this podcast show, uh, what I would term those people to be would be savage Satanists almost. Because in the 60s, Anton LaVey created the Church of Satan, which is itself an atheistic religion. They don't actually believe that fucking Satan or the devil exists, yet everybody else has fucking used him as a scapegoat and blamed him for everything that's wrong in their lives since. Or fucking reptilian shape-shifting people. Everybody always needs a scapegoat. But in this case, you know, you have these savage Satanists that Thank actually Thank God for think, Facebook, because now I can talk to God regularly. Yeah, God is great on Facebook. God is great Check out Facebook. Facebook God. And check out our Facebook. Like and share and interact and the rest of that plug. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Not, <laughs> but yeah. not a butt plug. No, not <laughs> one of those plugs. Uh, but 
yeah, with these Satanists and everything, a lot of people want to just say Satanists. There are different uh, groups and everything. You have the Luciferians who nowadays, they also believe in Satan, but they're doing things like charity work and stuff like that. Interesting. Uh, believing in <laughs> Lucifer <laughs> as uh, an icon of divinity Is that like wisdom. the Ku Klux Klan going out and mowing yards in Georgia or something? <laughs> well, to a lot of those people who don't actually, you know, take a look into that, you know, we, a lot of us grew up with what we knew from the 80s in the satanic panic, you know. Oh, that's <laughs> nice terminology. That's that's precious right there. Right there, <laughs> yeah. Like that, yeah. The, you were afraid of devil worshippers breaking in your uh, fucking door or stealing and molesting your children, uh, skinning your cat, oh, yada, 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 yada. Yeah, no, was, we're tight with those guys. Yeah, I was, yeah those are my peeps. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, this guy is playing fucking Blue Oyster Cold or what was it? Grateful Dead or something backwards? Judas Priest. Ozzy Osbourne, yeah. Van Halen. I mean, they were... They're like, he's our man. But yeah, I would say that there's definitely some, you know, splitting of hairs to take a look into here that with those savage Satanists and everything, it's like those people actually believe that the fucking devil is giving them this stuff. But if you take a look and versus other religion, other religions also believe that some divine presence besides themselves is generating, giving energy, and changing the fate of things. And in this case, I would definitely agree with you, Chris, that these savage Satanists are doing this to expulse negative energy, to be sure. They're trying to cause chaos and discord through the only, I guess, route or, you know, mode that they could imagine. Them in their, you know, infancy, I guess, in occultism, Satan is the only fucking negative, you know, paragon that they can go off of. That's the only bad guy that they've fucking ever lived with to and those, grown up with. To those of us in the Western world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, there's, yeah, you know, but we're speaking from the, you know, the hub of Idaho. Here. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we're in the we good definitely old have. Trump estates. <laughs> we're definitely taking a view, yeah, from a, a weird perspective here, but... Um, I would say anyone that puts into religion, I would say myself that religion itself is an invention of man created to expulse energy. Who made who? Yeah. I mean, you take a look at uh, fucking the evangelist tents with people freaking out and speaking, speaking tongues. In tongues yeah. uh, you take a look at the mosques in Islam and, you know, the ripple of energy that goes through those people and those crowds and everything. I would say... Whether they're directing at an imaginary divine being or not, or whether they're directing in an, in an intent, a place or a thing, like in like witchcraft and stuff like that, I think religion as itself is a facet of well, humanity yeah, that we right, need. I agree. Yeah. Well, I, I think to some extent we, as human beings, need a way to define the things we cannot define. And it's just our need to understand. And so if we are the kind of person who can accept here's this thing that I create faith in and it knows better than me. I'm subservient to it and I quit questioning from there versus if we can accept that as God or whatever, you know, um, then, then, okay, then we're the kind of person that can accept that. But we generally as human beings want to learn everything we can and so that isn't good enough, to, you know, to not go why and then move beyond it. And so, I don't know, that's what I got. No, I agree <laughs> completely. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, we need, we I, have this fascination with trying to describe and categorize, to the, especially yeah. the unknown. Yeah, to understand things. Yeah. Um, like in more like recent times, I'm thinking like of like these mass shootings that we have now. And like Crazy, people are, are just so like young usually, right? <clears throat> yeah, but people are, are are focusing on like there's got to be something evil behind it. Um, and, oh, it was and not that just people are emotional. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they're not just thinking like, well, people are Our emotional. Holy, holy Lord. And we just snap sometimes. No, I agree completely. And I think some of that also comes from this energy like we're talking about. Energy we put out. Throw a little love in the road. We need this. (laughs) A lot of people need this crutch or this religion as a way to expend that energy, whether negative, uh, positive. Like I was saying, these ceremonies and masses that they have, especially the Catholic mass, besides, you know, boring us to death and fucking. Catholicism is very trained monkey. 
Watch, I can make you stand. I can make you kneel. I can make you sit. Sing unto me. Yeah, they're very they're, traditional. They do very well, but what they do by doing that is they create this sense of unity. Oh, yeah, that's yes. true. That fills, I mean, you just, it happens. It's, it's, I, I think from some aspect, uh, churches do have a place. I don't think religion does. It's almost like I think I think gathering places where people get together and sing and hang out and hippie fest, etc., serve the same kind of purpose as church does for those who are devout in whatever religion. So would you say that human beings on a fundamental level need ritualization, but not necessarily religion? Yes. I would say on a general yeah. level, we we need a sense of uh, harmony. It's like uh, when you're watching a horror movie. You know, and it's, you get that creepy feeling and you get the chills and you get startled and all those things that you associate with. A lot of times, turn the music off, turn the noise off and watch that same scene again. You get nothing. And it has to do with sound. Yay, energy filling the room. But in, in certain sequences, the mind appreciates harmony. So good music that's harmonic and it kind of eases you. In horror movies, they use a lot of discordant tones that are... You hear the off, you know, that... that, that Absolutely. Kind of, or and the it rising tension. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the discord between some of the notes physically creates this thought in the back of your head, Something's there's something off. wrong. And okay. it creates a panic because we don't understand. It's our need to understand for survival is really what it comes down to. We need to understand our surroundings so we can dodge that bullet or et cetera. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, we actually mentioned a little bit of this kind of fundamental need to understand or what it means to not be able to understand when we were talking about our alien episode. Um, we were talking about the hypothesis of what if these extraterrestrial beings were from a higher dimension rather than outer space. And could you imagine being Parallel a third universe. dimensional? Yeah. Could you imagine being a third dimensional being trying to comprehend a creature from a higher dimension of existence standing in front of you? It would break your fucking brain trying to just, you know, like wrap your consciousness around it. Which is almost like the, you know, theme in, like, love. Do we find that point where we say we accept that there's something <laughs> bigger than us? And, <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, on top of that, it's not just fundamental, like, faith-breaking uh, analysis yourself. You're just, like, right, yeah. there's this non-Euclidean, like, being that's not supposed to exist. Not in my dimension, anyway. Like, right. how the fuck can I understand this without going insane? Yeah, I know we discussed this before, but I'm wondering if that's why... Um, people who go through those experiences kind of describe the aliens the same way because what if they're not but but in your mind that's your the best mind, way you're yeah, you're interpreting, interpreting it to whatever yeah. what you've heard before etc yeah 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 what but are, are they but, energy but are they alien? yeah what are, are they spirits right. are, are, they, are they a conflux of Dang. something highly powerful and highly emotional and or are they externalized energy that we've created ourselves you know, that's kind of also an interesting hypothesis. But to get away from aliens, because we talk too goddamn much about aliens. Love aliens. <laughs> oh, I love being probed. <laughs> that's probably the biggest thing that kept coming up during our alien episode. So we'll invite you back here, Chris, <laughs> the next time we discuss aliens. And for our listeners, we just want you to hear the word again. That's right. Probe. probe. <laughs> so... To kind of jump back on topic and everything, you know, we kind of describe or think of black magic as like a catch-all term, like we were saying, at least what we've defined here is, you know, the expenditure and direction of negative energy. Um, I would say that this kind of incorporates both of the terms we've been discussing, both curses and hexes, but it also kind of, uh, you know, it's uh, an umbrella uh, over like necromancy, devil worship, like you were saying there, Chris, and, uh, you know, the summoning of outer dimensional creatures, you know, whether it's devils, demons, ghosts, spirits. Never worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't get the right starter kit. Uh, yeah, so. I guess, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. It's a Lego kit, if I remember right. <laughs> so, uh, in those, you know, kind of different subjects and topics, uh, I would say that some of them kind of bleed together in a little bit when we're talking about curses and hexes, where in the case of like voodoo, 
you would see someone who is like raised back. The term zombie originally comes from the the Haitian, you know, uh, magics that they would do to bring back the dead or to put someone into a death-like state. Necromancy Super crossing over up, with hex and curses. And yeah, they're probably yeah, just you like know they're fucking drugs and quartz powder or whatever on them. Yeah, yeah, right. So. Yeah, well, I mean... Thanks, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, kind of connecting it to Hollywood, the whole, like, uh, MK Ultra or whatever, like, mind control, I guess zombies would be... Oh, that drug, yeah. yeah. It's like, well, I, I think it's also conditioning. It just makes you, it, it makes you uh, just super susceptible. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's also, like, conditioning, yeah. like, like j- just go through these routines and rituals until something's pounded into you. There you go. And they can put it into the back of your subconscious, and then it, they do, like, some kind of order of certain random things... And it brings yeah, all that stuff can, back. Yeah, I, I I believe in mentalism. I think there's a lot to be said about body language. Or you, you know, there's a lot. It's, it comes down to energy again. For my core belief is that it comes down to energy. But you bet. And reading yeah. people. Yeah. And so so what if someone like that is trying to convince you that this item is cursed? Would they be able to? Probably if you're susceptible right. to. Yeah. You know, so if you got a good enough sign with fucking lights on it. Showgirls, the whole shebang. You're going to fucking believe anything. Uh, but Live nudes, everybody. <laughs> Live nudes. Be grateful you can't see what's going on. Here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to see three sweaty grown men <laughs> instructing <laughs> you on casting black magic spells, uh, that's not for sale here. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, so I would say that these kind of little topics and subjects definitely kind of bleed into each other. Uh, With other curses and everything, you know, we have like the devil worshiper, in some cases like possession. Going back to voodoo, um, there are actually like uh, voodoo priestesses that are inhabited or said to be possessed by these loa, these uh, spirits of the Haitian kind of like supernatural belief. Which actually uh, during very the rituals, big, actually, if you think about, I mean, you go way back. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, a lot of uh, Latin, and it goes back to the Romans and how they carried a lot with them. And yeah, it's yeah, trip. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's funny when you look at some of those uh, old because uh, voodoo is it comes from uh, what is it? Haiti. Uh, yeah, but uh, there's a name. Sun. Santeria? Santeria. Well, no, no, that's... Uh, that's like voodoo uh, mixed in with, with, with Catholicism, Catholicism and Christianity, yeah. yeah. Which I was going to say, even the uh, South American, the Mexican culture has a lot of curses thrown in with that sort of stuff, so there's yeah. kind of a negative side to it. But you were saying, Chris... Oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was looking for the Santeria and just how a lot of those different... Um, you have to consider it a religion... Uh, even Druidism, etc. Yes. How they all, have, you know, just core down to simple weirdness. There, you know, there's so many similarities to them that there's just a basic understanding of we need a protagonist, we need an antagonist, we need a cure, we need all this weird yeah. shit in the middle, yeah. and we need <laughs> a way to explain it. <laughs> we need a well. I mean, if you go back to like Norse myth and shit, there's all sorts of fucking weird shit popping up there too. But it shares a lot of similarities, like you were saying. No matter the culture, like I was saying, uh, the curses, hexes, black magic. It's arguably a human phenomenon. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. no dolphins don't do it. Yeah, they're, <laughs> bigger. they're smarter. No, dolphins. Well, you know, they don't. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, dolphins will have their way with you, yeah, but well, they yes. won't cast black magic spells. They do have those holes. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so now that people are um, no longer afraid of <laughs> dolphin warlocks, yeah. I wanted to go they, back to what you were talking about with the Spear of Destiny, though. You were saying you did a little more research. We got so sidetracked, but. It seemed like there was a to-go-to place with what you were talking about. Yeah, there is. I mean, it. it so since the beginning, since... Uh, since the dawn <laughs> of time. Since it, you know, it killed or it proved that Jesus was dead. Um, everybody's been looking for it, thinking that this item is now, like, special and, and it can give you certain powers and stuff. Thanks, like Hollywood. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, and this is, like, this is early Hollywood. This is... <laughs> this, But this is religion. Yeah. So, um, 
Constantine had a good take on it. Yeah, yeah. It switched hands several times. Um, Different world powers claimed to possess it. Uh, At some point, it got split up into... Oh, wait, no, that was right as the Lost Ark. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, eventually, it it split into, like, three separate items. Um, And each item is supposed to be able to give the whole... Are you going to say it, or am I? The same powers. You're going to have to say it, because I don't know what you're going to (laughs) say. The shaft. The tip. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're joking about what's the other? What's the third? We know there's the shaft and the tip because, well, we're guys. <laughs> but, but what's the third part? I, I think it's actually the, the spear, the head, the tip itself broke into two pieces or something. Oh, like okay. That. So there's so a head and a tip. Yeah. <laughs> and the shaft. The shaft the okay, so the now you guys shaft. know which three wonderful artifacts are out there to acquire, get your hands on. Yeah. Not too much, though. You'll go Check on. eBay. Before <laughs> we start talking about videos or anything, though, um, I, I did kind of have a question. Things will kind of stick in my mind as you guys throw stuff out there. So um, kind of going back to the whole, uh, like, we put power into things and stuff like that. Right, right. When we're going to watch, like, a scary movie, because we know we're going to get, like, some kind of thrill out of it, mm-hmm. um, are we doing it together for a reason? Is there a reason that people would choose to watch it in the theater versus watching it at home? Is there? I would almost argue because you don't get as scared. Yeah, I would right. agree with that. Yeah, I, would I would say that experience just, just like just like with any other cinema event or play or dance rehearsal, whatever, blah blah blah. Anything else that you go to, the energy that's put out by the event, um, the more people that are involved, like in church, uh, that are receiving that energy visually, audibly temperature, et cetera, et cetera, everything else going on in that vicinity that can affect them as an individual. In a scary movie, if we're truly enjoying a scary movie, part of it is because of the feeling of understanding and belonging with understanding that, hey, that scared me and everyone else. Right. I'm just like them or I'm not or whatever, you know. Part of that experience is everybody else. So in church and stuff like that, you guys are all kind of projecting energy Absolutely. Well, it's been a while since I've been in. <laughs> I've, been, I've been afraid of the doors person in a flame. I projected a few yeah. things. But I, I, I would say that you know the, the people who in a movie theater is kind of like a buffer, like the same thing. It's uh, you're anything really. Like we're, where you're we're, involved with yeah. a lot of people. I'm still taking some. Go to of that concert. Energy. You go to church. You go to park. You know whatever you're uh, us in this room. You know we're picking up each other's energy. Yeah, we're tapped we're, in. Yeah, yeah, visibly, audibly. It's just body heat, you know, everything. Um, and so I, I think in groups like that, where we're talking about the example you're talking about, uh, going to a horror movie and wanting to see it with other people, is because of the grouping of people versus you watch that same horror show at home on Netflix, maybe you get creeped out a little yeah. bit. You know? <laughs> like, maybe I'm going to fuck this. I'm going to watch something else. Right. Yeah. Maybe you get creeped out a little bit by it. So... I say, yeah, the reason we do it as a group is to find that acceptance and normality. I think it's kind of cool Feed off the, the energy yeah. of it, you know. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I want to say like hand-holding, but you're helping me absorb some of this negative energy. That's right, yeah, yeah, action. right. Or, yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, it's, if you're... Think of just linking up like batteries here, Joaquin. What's going to give you more power? Right. A remote with like fucking two AA batteries in it? remote with fucking like 50D batteries in it. That's going to change anybody's right. goddamn Throw up all those bodies, man. That's a lot of electricity to power those. Absolutely. Pussies. Yeah, if you have yeah. a sex toy, you want it to yeah. pick some D-sized <laughs> batteries or something. Mm. In this battery. case, I mean Kickstart like... engine. <laughs> Think about the fucking church like you were saying, though. You got all those people sitting in pews directing and controlling. And where are they focusing that towards? An effigy that essentially is the church itself. True. What is one of the more Usually powerful the organizations? The yeah, the fucking church. How do you think of Scientology, man? Look at how they also, tapped yes. so into yeah. the just the the humanity of religion and its need, and they said, "Now start paying for it." Yeah, I've got your secrets. I've got your secrets. All this stuff is bad because of a reason, and we're going to give you the cure. That's what me and Joaquin were talking Dullin about. Dollar Our cure is the only cure that's the right cure. Exactly. All those other cures, they don't work. See, because you're still upset. Right. Did, did your cure come with seeds? 
Can I grow my own cure? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. That would affect my stock. Of uh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in this case, then, yeah, that's a really good question, though, Joaquin, like you were saying. Is, I, you know, yeah, how does that work? I, I, to me, everything batteries. comes down to energy. I can, I can understand energy more than I can understand the spiritual realm of, you know, our man-made gods. And so, right. you know, it's... It seems like an extra facade, a mask, or something to explain a thing a certain way in order to direct the power in a different area. You know what I mean? Like I was saying with the church taking all that in, uh, if you get uh, government, bam, Germany, uh, during World War II, where were they directing that energy, Joaquin? You know? All of that was a big ritual, too. The Nuremberg, you know, uh, fucking all of that shit. It all focused in on one thing. And it was negative energy in a lot of cases, but there was also positive energy from the citizens themselves. So it's kind of a back and forth there. There's like a lot of structure there, wasn't there? Absolutely. I think that's what the people connected with. Oh, and fucking Hitler was obsessed about the throwing, throwing parades and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, absolutely. He had his shit yeah. together and everything, but he was also like, what else can give me an edge to win? Oh, all this fucking crazy magic shit. And it's like, you know, fucking maybe America work, was... Maybe it won't. Yeah, yeah, right? But he's like, hey, I'm gonna fucking hedge my bets. Right. Yeah, and then he what goes, if it doesn't? He, he <laughs> did have a way to point out a group of people to focus all your negative energy on and then at the same time throw like these massive parades and stuff and to, symbology to fill in the good symbolism. energy symbolism <laughs> yeah. or what people thought was the good energy at the time like these well I mean, I'm sure you know if you want to look at Hitler's rise to power I'm sure there were plenty of people and we thanks again Hollywood for educating us all our lives we love you Hollywood alright <laughs> Um, I, I'm sure that, you know, there were just as, I don't want to say just as many, obviously Hitler lost, uh, so, but I mean, within his own encampment that right. were just like, this guy's fucking nuts, we gotta get rid of him. But he was so powerful, it was like, how? Yeah, <laughs> yeah at that point, yeah. I think he, he had kind of won his people. Yeah, so, so it didn't matter what once, else. Yeah, yeah, once you're one of the top guys that's noticing, hey, dude, he's nuts. We got to do something about this. Well, you've got this whole camp of people. Just yeah. like Colts. That are bought in, yeah, completely bought much, in. Yeah. Just like Colts. Yeah. You get people. Like the People's Temple? Yeah, yeah, because some, some of they were like Jim Jones right. is fucking oh, crazy. <laughs> and then they're like, <laughs> the people oh, we're who, in too deep. Who figured it out were trying to escape. The ones who bought in were like, no, I'm going and I'm taking you with me. Yeah. They're like, there's no other decision at this right. point. We're in too deep. But yeah, that's what's fucked up. And a lot of that sh- generates energy. But if we're going to go ahead and continue with how we feel about energy relating to black magic, it's good to kind of define these. Uh, The difference, I would say, between hexes and curses. Uh, Like I was saying, black magic is kind of a catch-all term that includes all those other uh, topics that we had discussed. But with a curse, I would say it's kind of not as directional as a hex, you know what I mean? I would say it's almost like a trap of negative energy on a place or an object that would affect anybody that it comes in contact with or who owns said object or place, wouldn't you say? Prolonged, I would say, maybe. If, if we're accepting that an item can Transfer. take energy and turn around and <coughs> push that back. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I agree. And then in the case of a hex, like you were just saying a little bit here, uh, Chris, it's negative energy that's focused at, say, like an individual, a group, or a thing here to bring discord or harm to it, I would assume. Right? Well, yeah, I mean, the only reason you're ever going to harm any other individual is to further gain your finger moving status. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but if we take a look kind of between the two of these with examples, I would say like cursed objects would be like from the Norse sagas, the dwarves cursed rings and weapons. Uh, in the saga of the Volsungs, I believe there was like a cursed sword that uh, the curse basically laid upon it said that it can't be drawn from a sheath without spilling the blood of men. And that could even include its wielder in that. But it seems that uh, curses themselves seem a whole lot more uh, condition-related, you know? Uh, There was a man who was hung. uh, He was executed uh, in the UK, and he had his final meal at this pub. 
Uh, he had his favorite chair there, and when he was done with his meal, he stood up and said, let death strike whoever sits in my chair, uh, in however many words. Um, and then I guess like upwards of 60-something people died shortly after sitting in the chair, if not, you know, a small period of time, uh, like up to a month, I think after sitting in the fucking chair. So finally, a museum confiscated it, and they're like, we're gonna fucking hang this up so there's no more unfortunate accidents here. But it's weird that we see this stuff kind of cropping up in different places, you know? And do we, do we attribute this to this guy's favorite pub was literally across the street from an old folks' home with all these octogenarians <laughs> in it? Or, it was just their time? Or, yeah, or do we attribute it to his individual energy he put into the everybody believing that or whatever yeah or, or a combination was the, was the bartender killing people really? <laughs> setting them up look like accidents he's like, go, oh, well, that works for free come to my pub sit in this chair I guarantee you'll be dying for the rates we have um, but yeah in that case and everything we have the cursed rings and stuff uh, you would have um, in New Zealand the Maori, Maori, Maori. That sounds right. The Maori tribe, uh, their warriors would carve masks shortly before going into war, and they believed that their spirits would inhabit the masks after they died. Now these masks, in a way, are cursed. It doesn't affect men, but apparently, any pregnant women who come into contact or close to the masks start suffering complications of labor. So much so that a museum in New Zealand that has several of the masks on display also have a sign that warns them not to come too close. Now, I, I have to query. You say a museum. Um, are we talking about, you know, Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum? Um, it or? would be like an anthropology museum. Okay. Okay. Um, it seems a lot more legit. A reputable establishment. A reputable yeah. establishment, yes. Because yeah. I've seen some they, crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> they don't sell condoms in the bathroom. No. <laughs> no. They no. don't have a Any beach clone? walk-in. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, in that case, I mean, what is to be believed from this? I mean, we even have uh, medieval and American witchcraft where we see, you know, don't uh, buy that house that's haunted or cursed, you know. To, uh, to me, that all just comes down people. to our advancement as, as a human civilization. We're still grasping onto our limited understanding of these phenomenon that are, to me, can be readily explained through just okay. random yeah. stuff random crap or you know the the self-fulfilling prophecies you know we we think something's gonna happen so we do all this stupid bullshit to avoid it whereas we're actually causing it you know the time space continuum can only handle so much man you know <laughs> perhaps yeah we cause our own bullshit a lot of the time which goes so into like the, the energy we throw out so it comes <laughs> back at us and if we're you know, worried all the time about something happening, then eventually might even be causing it to happen. So if somebody buys like that Amityville house or whatever, right, because yeah, it's a steal, it's on the market. And it, of course it is. is. Everyone's <laughs> afraid of this it. This is a house that took millions to build. And you can, it can be yours for $10,000 or something. Yeah, it's like And you go in thinking, yeah, it's not, this isn't in everybody else's mind, yeah, yeah. but it's not for me. But then you put that, there's enough. There's enough of that negative energy in there in your mind. Yeah, what if? I mean, you you know, eventually, if you're staying there, you'd be like, "Why are my chairs standing on the end?" It'd be like, interesting you, to run into. I've never had that kind of experience, so. Right. Um, but it would definitely blow my mind. But I would be like, Ooh. I'd be super freaked out if I uh, was that person that yeah. was such the non-believer. I would have. To, I would have to. You know, I I I think. Uh, one of my favorite things I've heard uh, from the Dalai Lama, who I'm not, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I, I think the Dalai Lama in Buddhism has a lot of awesome shit, because it's not religion, it's philosophy. And yeah, I'm all about it. Uh, anyway, he said, uh, if science ever explains my beliefs to be untrue, then I just have to change my beliefs. And it was just such an open understanding of, 
you know, we have a limited understanding of what we have an understanding of. Right. And eventually those understandings expand. Yeah, we have these beliefs, but then we also, we have science, which is evidence-based. Right, yeah. And uh, the science we have has only progressed so far. Right. But it brings us back to here we are clinging on to, or at least a standard, a large amount of the population, whether we're talking Western or European or South American or, you know, Anyway, uh, there's a large portion of the population that clings on to those beliefs rather than accepting the information that's out there and coming to a conclusion other than mysticism. Yeah, we've got people right, out yeah. there, even to their detriment, are still believing in, right. like, I'll pray when my son catches pneumonia or something like that. Right, We're yeah. like, we it's actually like have like medicine. Jehovah's Witnesses are that way? Is that right? Where there's a couple there's of just, Yeah, there's certain groups yeah, out there that, that just won't that. accept any sort of... Right. Prolonging, but and I understand <coughs> flat earthers. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Come on, guys. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. But I mean, I understand to some degree. You know what? I I don't trust all the government, which powers a lot of science. Um, but uh, you know, the people that would rather let their kid die for yeah, their religious belief versus getting them the help that they need that for most of us nowadays is you, basics. Even if you had a belief system, couldn't you at least lend it to believe that he's maybe he's giving us this information so right, that yeah, we're if, at this if, point yeah, where we can treat yeah. stuff? Yeah, some of the religions are very... Uh, like, why can't it steer itself in that direction, at, at the very least? Well, that, but it's, it's the whether or not you accept that this entity of knowledge is better than me, so it's going to judge whether or not I ask questions beyond that. You know, right. And yeah. that's what, to the me, magic religion is. The magic eight ball. <laughs> yeah. If, if you say I can't do it, I can't do it, and I accept your wisdom versus, you know, making that decision for myself. And I guess some of it is probably manipulation, right? Like, if, you're, if your kid isn't surviving, it's because you didn't believe hard enough. Right, yeah. You better pray harder. <laughs> right. right. You don't have faith? Whoa, your faith must be weak. Yeah. Better yeah. pray harder. <laughs> Maybe donate a little more to the church. Yeah. We're out of gas. Right. <laughs> yeah. They can't fucking afford those giant, you know, uh, 12 story tall cross statues that cost millions of dollars. Oh. We need to glorify the, God the right way. The, the Church of Latter day Saints, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, LDS Mormon, uh, you think about how um, much money goes into their tabernacles and how. Much they have a really a, elaborate. They, they, well, they have an elaborate uh, for a uh, governing body. Oh yeah, uh, for the church. I mean, they're they keep track structured. of you. They're very structured, and they're proliferate. You know, they're all about go have sex, have babies, have multiple wives, expand our tribe. You know, under a certain amount of control, of course, a lot of control. Yeah, like I, I had neighbors that were Mormon that left the Mormon church in Salt Lake and moved out here to get away from them. And there were people from Salt Lake, like, knocking at their door left and right, coming by. Hey, how you doing? You want to come back to the church? And, I mean, they were very, very, you know, but they were a money family. And so, you know, but that's what, you know, drives those, that sort of revenue into the church. And as America, we don't charge taxes, so they just do what they want with it. And, yeah, so it's, it's interesting how much money that church of you know, whoever it is, Scientology, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Catholicism, the Presbyterian, Southern Baptist, blah, blah, blah. You know, they're not, uh, as an entity, paying money to the government. So that money that they get from everybody pitching in. Put right back into Put back into a building or a party for the church. Higher ups, you know, 1%. You know, to, to some degree, you know, that kind of thing is good for just humanity. You know, you're creating you know, uh, that sense of unity and yada yada, uh, just like going to a movie. You know, there's a brief bit of unity there. Yeah. Um, and again, it comes down to the energy you put into it. So from that aspect, I mean, I see a good use for churches, but it doesn't have to be religious. I mean, you know, why can't it just be community pub house? Everybody pitches right. in, we get a bunch of beer. And yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's... They've moved past the Church of Shot Glass and <laughs> you know? <laughs> I 
that would work. Yeah. Agreed. I think they've moved past their usefulness and utility, especially when yeah. we take a look at how much they are profiting off of it. And if there's any fucking soapbox that I'll stand on, it's the one where I say that fucking churches should be taxed. You want to talk about fucking how much we're they have to pay in taxes? Yeah. Really yeah, left and right. You want to talk about how much more it costs us to pay for gas or fucking you know how much our utilities and everything? We're not getting enough stuff in the infrastructure. Our economy is going through the fucking floor. But guess what? We got fucking thousands of churches out there that don't fucking pay a dime through the taxes. Could you imagine? And the preachers if tomorrow, need money for a new yacht. Yeah, right. Yeah, Could you I imagine? One story recently where some preacher was like um, telling the parishioners that they need to make sure that they're donating because the church needs a jet. It's fucking ridiculous. It's going to be his private jet, but it was going to be for the church and get back, to, back and forth to Hollywood to air our mission, mes- message so that I can make more money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could you imagine what that allocation of resources would fucking look like if tomorrow if, if it was we going were just like, the, hey, all churches have to start budget. paying taxes. Yeah. How many churches themselves do you think would we'll just, just dissolve? Down. Yeah. Actually. All of them eventually. And by eventually, I mean not within my lifetime, but maybe my daughter's lifetime or her daughter's lifetime. Yeah, they're going to shift, like you were saying earlier, adapt, just like how our beliefs in some cases adapt. But, you know, if we remove that power structure and everything and keep it from inflating like we are with money, with energy, you know, it's not going to be that big. We can seek out spirituality and everything ourselves. But uh, in this case, you know, it is what it is, maybe in the future. But speaking about the church, uh, since Joaquin spent a lot of time looking up resources and everything, we're going to actually go ahead and review a couple of videos that he found. Um, For those of you who are tuning in with this first episode, if you haven't uh, listened to our previous one, um, we don't have the audio, at least not to the point where you guys can hear or see the videos that we're watching, but we'll provide the links and sources to them so that you can watch them yourselves. Basically, this will just be our reactions. So, Joaquin, uh, the first one that's popping up here, um, we'll go ahead and get it played, and then you can kind of do your dialogue thing after. Wait okay. a minute, man. I, I, just, I can't believe she's wearing that. Is both her legs <laughs> up like that? <laughs> All right, you guys, we're going to watch a short video here. Um, it's just about, I guess, modern times and where we're at with the Spear of Destiny. Uh, there are three known spears. It's going to discuss a little bit about that. The pieces of the spear. Today, there yeah. are ten yeah. spears that are not known copies or fakes. There's one in Armenia, one in the Vatican, so. and one in Vienna. Armenia, the Vatican. Could one of these be the spear of Christ? The Vatican, Armenia, Armenia, Vienna, Vatican. Three spears. Three, three known spears. Wait, what the f- did they split the pieces and make new spears no, out of them? They're saying there's three different spears. Three that could to, be. Yeah, and they haven't been able to prove them as fakes. As, like, from Christ's time and everything. They haven't been able to prove them as fakes. That's well, that's... <laughs> that's that's kinda, <laughs> unless they have the Jesus Christos DNA. So, <laughs> so this could be the thing, like, going back to what we were talking about, about putting energy onto things. Right. Maybe it wasn't the blood that did it, but the whole idea behind, yeah, the concept behind it being the spear that ended Christ. And Maybe it's like the person of story and yeah. the reverence it was given and... All that, yeah. Yeah, like these reliquaries, uh, the people going up and touching like the bones of Saint fucking, let's say Anthony, for instance, or whatever, and they think that they're fucking cured of all their ails. The people who are might just be, you know, psychosomatic from belief and shit. But there's definitely stuff going into it. Uh, but not to waste any of the rest of your resources here, walking. Um, what else do you have on the Spear of Destiny? Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about the type of people who sought after it. Um, the first being assholes. Yeah, the first being uh, Charles of Bohemia. Um, really, it's not like the Templars. I thought they would have got into that. No, this is not not in this video anyway. Um, but he he particularly liked to show it off. He liked to have festivals and things and show everybody. It's like showing off your cock, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, Charles <laughs> likes to show off. I just yeah. want to show that I own this piece. It's yeah. documented yeah. that every year the spear was brought out 
to be shown to his subjects. Look at how big my shaft is. A special day yeah. organized, which was only for the holy lands and nail of the Lord. And that tells us how important Charles must have thought that this holy lands was. Having it carried ceremonially from its place of honor, to be held up before an adoring crowd, he knew the effect that it would have. Or the fact that that crowd would Holy have. Holy yeah. had been bathed in the very blood of Christ. And bathed. consequently, for the medieval man, you could get no I'm closer to the divine than that. The medieval person considered that he was in the very presence of God at that moment. So, so that's how much energy they were putting onto the... We're talking like, you know, crowds and throngs of people, like... Woodstock type. Yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> man, if you could imagine that much power coming from a spear that had the blood of Christ on it, do you imagine how much power, like... Jimi Hendrix guitar <laughs> guy? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but no, go ahead, Joaquin. Uh, what else do you have here besides Charles of Bohemia showing off his, his tip? So I don't know how... Who knows the head? <laughs> the head. I don't know how much... This is evidence-based, but um, there's some belief that Hitler had access to oh, it. Oh, so it's probably just horseshit. It could be. Yeah. Still, Destiny, used by the Roman Longinus to stab Jesus Christ during the crucifixion, you heard the name, right? was Longinus. believed to imbue whoever its current owner was with the power to rule the world. You see where this is going, right? Yep, Hitler had it. Hitler first saw the spear in 1912 at Hofburg Palace in Vienna when he was an art student. He fell in love, he needed it. So he took it when he annexed Austria in 1938. The spear was recovered by American troops in 1946, but some folks, including Dr. Howard Buckner, suggest that the spear was a fake, and the real one was shipped off to a secret Nazi base in Antarctica, where it's guarded by top men. Top. <gasps> men. Dude, I want to fucking visit the super Nazi base. Is, <laughs> no, it, is it just me, or does that video have, like, Hogan's Heroes and... <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, <laughs> just stock footage. Stock They're like, footage, oh, yeah. we need to find footage on Nazis. What Here has that? <laughs> oh, yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark and uh, Hogan's Heroes. I don't know yeah. where they got that Antarctica base from, though. That, I don't that's know. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's a that's a better word. I wouldn't. They, I they digitized that one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Hitler had it. That's what they're saying. Fucking and, Hitler. And uh, I think uh, that during my research, they were saying that Napoleon had it at some point in time. And any of the great men, they must have been. Right. Mark Antony had it, and Neil Armstrong like had it. They actually Neil used it like in the, the flagpole. Yeah. Right, there you go. If you look real close at the... the That's the spirit of destiny yeah, on the moon. Right there. Yeah. That's the shaft. <laughs> Holding up the American flag, because, you know... It makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. perfect. Merka! <laughs> So, yeah, uh, insert your own conspiracy theory here. The Spear of Destiny jumping in there. Um, apparently, I mean, like a bunch of people died and stuff after having it, too, right? I think each yeah, one, yeah, one of them would have died, but that's the. That's probably. Well, yeah, 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 eventually. <laughs> eventually. It died. seems like it's like as long as they're in possession of it, it's cool. But if somehow they lose possession of it, then you're, you're dying. Interesting. That kind of uh, falls into a couple of other myths and stories that happen to circulate around, like, cursed objects. One would be from the Norse, like the Raven Banner. Apparently, if it flew a certain direction, it would signal that the army was going to win that battle. But That's the catch awesome. is, guy carrying the flag dies every time. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you'd be the guy that'd just be like, hey... This means we're gonna win, but <laughs> you're gonna die. you're gonna die. So I mean, it's a Which, and they used to didn't they used to call it my beer, my beer, my beer. Sounds about right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that they would be getting ready to go into battle, and this is where some of the current terminology came from. When the guy who was holding the staff and holding the flag, he would know that he's gonna die, so he hold it over and said, "Hey." Here, So, also another example would be uh, Excalibur in some older oh, versions right. of the tales. Do we consider that a hex, though? Well, I or mean, if you think about it, it's very comparative to the Spear of Destiny because if you remember right, I mean, Excalibur's blade was fucking vorpal sharp, 
is amazing. But the sword itself wasn't the, the big prize here. It was the fucking scabbard. Apparently, the scabbard of the sword, the person who owned it, as long as it was on their person, they could not spill a single drop of blood. And it was when Arthur lost the scabbard in the fight before he went head on with uh, Mordred, where he died, he had Sorry. lost the scabbard and then finally had fallen and died. So, it's interesting, these kind of artifacts almost like, hey, you got it, you're good. You don't got it, yeah, but is, is that just, you know, again, it brings you back to, is that just his belief in it that, you know... Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, had a certain yeah. level of confidence that <coughs> psychosomatic, not you know. have that fear of death holding you back for those instant moments of. Here's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Hesitation. Hesitation. Those kind of battles where you're, you're, it's uh, just a moment's hesitation makes the difference between life and death. Oh yeah. And that fear of death being enough of a hesitation that if you believe in this blessed item or whatever, cursed for that matter, its impact on your behavior at that point is, you know, demarcated by what your belief is. To be sure. Uh, there's a lot of supposition. I mean, like, we can suppose a lot of things. Kind of like in previous episodes, I was telling Joaquin, like, we're trying to factualize fiction. Essentially, we hear a bunch of stories that sound like utter bullshit, and we're trying to pick apart the stuff that still might not be real, but at least seems we credible. Like, yeah. We like it. Or we like cool. it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Nazis. Add those in there. How's the Osborne is gone? It's true. I heard it on a podcast. So, what do you have next there, Joaquin? Uh, I think we've gone through, well, let me see, what is this right here? Remember, I prepped this like two weeks ago, so... Good job. For two billion Christians... <laughs> oh, Leonard Nimoy. Jesus was God himself, the like home of a man. And he died on the cross for one reason, redemption of the soul by Almighty God. To make a badass black man. This belief is so revered <laughs> that the instruments of his execution have taken on sacred Christian significance. Oh, okay, so this is just putting the power into the objects. his hands, his crown of thorns, and a Roman warrior's lance, which pierced his side. Long Chinas. Right. Long Chinas. As opposed to short Chinas. Their importance is such <laughs> that they have been sought after by some of the most powerful and influential men in history. Okay, so that's just it. That, that people thought it was powerful, so they're looking for it. Right. Oh, thanks to Long Jangles. Yeah. Which you were absolutely <laughs> thrilled to. Yeah, I, 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 is it I, monogrammed? Like, the, <laughs> does this shaft say Long Jangles? We did discuss the fact that the, I just love the name, Long Jangles. Yeah. <laughs> very uh, masculine yet feminine. Yeah. I was saying, it yeah. kind of sounds like uh, some sort of condition there. Like, don't hang out with her. She's got the Long Jangles. <laughs> <laughs> it's when the labia stretch down <laughs> the, to your knees. When it drags, yeah. Long Jangles. Drapes. <laughs> On that note, people, watch where you step in. Uh, that kind of wraps up our little bit of a discussion on hexes, curses, and a little bit of black magic. And uh, we've said it probably a hundred times now, but I'm going to say it again. Energy. That is the key word of the day. Energy. Uh, so. My takeaway is long giants. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> long giants. I'm taking home with me. <laughs> So, uh... wonder why we haven't had another Longinus. I mean, that's, that's well, a name. That's a name that people don't forget. That's probably not a name anybody wanted to pass on. <laughs> that's true. Right. Next yeah. kid you have, Joaquin. <laughs> Longinus. So, uh, any that other... curse that... <laughs> it was Speaking the death of, of curses, the curse, the curse right. of the Spear of Destiny was the death of the name Longinus. Yeah. <laughs> that's the Proven. one thing we no lost. No one will ever, ever... Not Jesus Christ. Longinus. The one thing the world lost was that The great name, name Longinus. Uh, any other final thoughts here, boys, before we tune out? Peace, love, and chicken grease. That works for me. Fair enough. Uh, thank you, bastards, for tuning in. Uh, once again, this is the Last Bastion of Sanity podcast. Tuning again next week, and hopefully we'll have more content up for you. We'll definitely have more content. All right. Stay weird, bastards. Porn. You bastard. <laughs>